Welcome back, my learners, laughers, and leapers. I'm your host, Shannon Paradis, and we're flying through this episode because it's about aerial fitness. You know I can't do an intro without a pun. Local aerial fitness instructor Jesse Simon from the aviary in Minnetonka gets us super jazzed about creating shapes and getting in shape while flying through the air. Let's leap in. Are you in a boring workout routine? Do you want to build upper body strength? Have you been to the circus and wish you had joined? Do you really want to try a fun, challenging new workout? If you said yes to any of these questions, hell, even if you said no to all, keep listening. Jesse Simon from the Aviary in Minneapolis is going to talk to us about aerial fitness. So let's jump right in. What is aerial fitness? Aerial fitness is bodyweight exercise that we use with an aerial hammock. The aerial hammock has a loop at the bottom, so it's like a giant U that is strung up from the ceiling. Mm -hmm. You use your body weight with gravity to build strength. And obviously we have pauses for fun aerials in between. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So how long have you been doing this? And what what exactly is your role? Sure. So I have been teaching aerial fitness since November, but aerial has been a part of my life since 2013. Okay. Uh, My role with the aviary is I'm one of the instructors. I teach the aerial hammock, so fitness classes with the hammock. And then I also teach Lyra classes, which is the circus hoop. It's actually the oldest apparatus in the circus. Uh, They brought it around in the 1800s. Oh and gosh. so it's that big metal hoop. We do fitness with it. We do aerial tricks with, tricks with it. Yes. Yeah. So that's awesome. <laughs> so how did you even get into this in the first place? I got into this because I actually had a diagnosis with my knees that I couldn't run anymore. And I okay. said, well, I have to find something else to do, something that doesn't hurt my body, something that I can enjoy. I don't want to bash any gym, but I do. I get bored, mm-hmm. right? So you get bored of doing the same things, the same machines, if things aren't changed up. I had two friends that I worked with that said, hey, we're doing a circus sampler fitness class. Do you want to come with us? And this is when I... Circus sampler Circus sampler fitness. I was like, this sounds awesome. Great. (laughs) I would love to join the circus. This was in St. Louis, Missouri. They brought me to this class. This studio had a bunch of mats on the ground, so it reminded me of gymnastics. They had all the apparatuses hanging from the ceiling. They had trapeze. They had silk. Oh my gosh. They had the rope. They had the hammock, and they had Lyra. And I was fitness for an hour on all the apparatuses. Was it basically an intro class? It was an intro, yes. Okay. It was very much so an intro class, and it got my foot in the door. Yeah, what and did you... And the rest is history. And then I found the aviary <laughs> when I moved back to Minnesota, and I took my intro class at the Minneapolis studio. Mm-hmm. Fell in love with the whole idea of, oh my gosh, I can work out, and I can do really cool things awesome with my body tricks. and make pretty shapes and make, uh, yeah, make shapes. Yeah. It was fantastic. So I was hooked ever since. And oh then gosh. I got asked to teach in November of last year. So you were a student first mm-hmm. with the aviary and yep. then became an instructor. That's correct. So how long were you a student before you started teaching? I was a student with the aviary from June, 2016 until that October, end of October, 2018. What kind of training is involved to become an instructor? Uh, To become an instructor, you have to do a lot of observation time and you have to do out of studio practice time with the other instructors. Mm -hmm. Uh, Once, I think it's, it's 10 hours on each end, but in reality, there's a lot of preparation for that. Obviously, you have to figure out playlists. Getting familiar with the aerials themselves, getting familiar with being in front of a group and figuring out how to read the room as you're training people. Mm -hmm. And then you are kind of thrown into the fire, so to speak, in a good way. You are given a couple opportunities to teach class mm-hmm. and it's free for the public to come in to take this <laughs> like in case you really don't enjoy this <laughs> no. or you feel like the instructor doesn't know what she's doing 
Yes, it's, it's, it's the only way to know, right? If this mm-hmm. is going to be a really good fit for you is if you can do this. If you can, you know, create a workout, have fun aerials, and everyone's safe and had a really good time at the end, then you've succeeded. Mm-hmm. So I did my two classes that were free, an intro class and then a fly fitness class, and then apparently I did pretty well. So. <laughs> Became full-on instructor. Yes, yes. Nice. So is it a full-time job for you? It's not full-time for okay. me. I probably teach about... 10 to 12 classes a week with vacations. That's a lot. It is a lot. But I would do it anyways if I was a student. I would okay. be taking those classes. Okay. And so I have a really good opportunity to meet people and teach. Because it's my favorite thing, it doesn't feel like a job. That's awesome. It sounds like you're from Minnesota originally. I am from Minnesota originally. I'm actually from the Iron Range. Okay. So from Evelyn, Minnesota, where the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame is. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> News to me. Interesting. Yep. At that time, there was nothing like this. There was in nothing like that. No, no, okay. I had no idea. I uh, I was in the military, so that's why I traveled. Oh, and so I ended up at Scott Air Force Base. And then when I was done with the military, I obviously got a job down in St. Louis. And that's when I discovered my coworkers. They discovered this class, and they brought me in. Are you still in the military? I'm not. No. Okay. You said that your background is in running, as far as fitness goes. Mm-hmm. That was kind of your main. Yep, that's pretty routine. much all I did. Mm-hmm. And you felt like your knees were kind of falling apart. I did, and the doctors confirmed it. Oh, so did you have surgery? I did not. Okay. No, they said we can do you know X Y Z, or you can change what you're doing. Okay. I said I will change what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will want to keep all my body parts intact. Yes. From what I've read, and then also just doing the workout a few times myself, it does feel like it's more upper body strength. Would you agree with that? It depends. It's, you definitely need upper body strength to do it. Mm -hmm. I teach all of my students that if you can use the power of your abs and your legs, it will help your arms significantly. Okay. Uh, And it's, there's not really one exercise that you're doing or one aerial that you're doing that you're not using all of your muscles. But if you can save your arms, use the other muscles to recruit and help. But it's not like heavy, repetitive pounding on the knee joints. So that Yes, it's very... I mean, I've had a student in my classroom that was 81. I've had a student that was 76. So it's just, there's different things that people can do with whatever stage that they're at. Yeah, I did want to ask you that about your demographic and what you typically see, but that's a good kind of lead into that. Yeah, so our demographic, uh, we have... So my daughter does Ariel with me. And she is 13 years old. So we have parties on the weekends, and those usually involve any, you know, youth that are 12 on up. Really? Yeah. So there's... Oh, my gosh. Kids are great because you can tell them to do something, and they'll they'll usually listen really well because it's usually teens that come in, so they're used to that environment. Whereas adults, not (laughs) so much. (laughs) No, adults have more fear. That's that's all there is to it. Adults have more fear because, obviously, if we fall, it's going to take us a whole lot longer to recover than somebody that is youthful. They're like, oh, I'll just get back up. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, so the demographic goes from, you know, 12 all the way on up to 80. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. And then the aerials themselves, uh, there's you definitely feel things when you do the aerials as far as your body parts. Obviously, the pressure of the fabric on your body mm-hmm. is something that you aren't going to feel anywhere else in your environment. Not even a tight pair of jeans are going to feel <laughs> the same way. <laughs> you know, so, uh, and then the Lyra, that apparatus, it's, it's a metal bar. So you have to think of what that might feel like. <laughs> yeah, I noticed. So I have done two bungee classes and one silks class. Mm-hmm. I think that's what you guys call it is silks. Well, or, our silks class is the, sp- the split panel. So silks, the, the hook is at the top, and mm-hmm. then you have two open ends, where the hammock is the hoop at the, like, the, 
the catch at the bottom oh. and then it's tied off at the Ooh, top. Oh, I think it was the hammock. Yeah. Because it was an intro you didn't, class. Okay, right. I'm yes. not that advanced. Yeah, so, so with silks, you have to make a bunch of knots with your feet or your hands yeah, no. in order to... No, up. that's way more advanced. No, I did not. I did the hammock one. Yeah. But I will say with the bungee, it is kind of uncomfortable at first because... First of all, you have to step on a scale. So that's the most uncomfortable part. You're like, oh boy, people Just are going to see how much I weigh. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. So that they can give you the right size bungee. Right. And they're really good waist. too about standing over your... <laughs> no one else needs to see. <laughs> but then like, you know, kind of gives you the wedgie feel. It does, so, yeah. But they give you opportunities to pick it out every mm-hmm. once in a while. So yeah. it's something that, you know, you, takes some repetition. Yeah, the bungee class at the studio, we like to think of it as the cardio higher cardio portion of aerial fitness Mm -hmm. uh, just because you you are doing things so much in that apparatus right because you're always fighting the bungee there's always some kind of jumping involved Mm -hmm. and it takes your breath away (laughs) it does it does okay so let's go back to the aviary minneapolis and minnetonka those are the The two two studios correct okay all Mm -hmm. right so what can somebody expect when they walk in first timer taking a class so first timer when they come take our class the instructor will be there to greet them to say hello uh chances are there's going to be students also to say hello Mm -hmm. Uh, the community of people is very welcoming so any because everyone knows what it's like to be new they know what that feels like to be a little bit intimidated by, you know, stepping outside of your boundaries and saying, I'm going to take this first class. This is going to be great. Yeah. They're going to get greeted by the instructor. Uh, both studios have a lounge area. Mm-hmm. So especially when you take that intro class, it's really important just to just hang out, just relax, you know, come a little bit early, sit down on the couch. Uh, we'll make sure everyone knows where the restrooms are. We'll debrief them on safety items before they step into the studio. And then even more so, we then bring them into the studio to pick out a hammock that's right for them. There's safety briefings involved in that. Yes. Uh, so then what to expect from your first class to have a lot of fun. That's like right out the gate. Uh, all of us are very energetic instructors. Mm-hmm. And so the music will be loud. The activity be, will be fun. I uh, will warm you up so you get exercise uh, right off the bat. To, your blood's going to be warm. We'll stretch <laughs> you out a little bit. And then we jump right into the aerials. So they can expect uh, about... 10 minutes of fitness, they can expect uh, three to five minutes of aerial and so on and so forth until the end of the class. And each class is 50 minutes long, but intro is 45 because we want to make sure we have opportunities to answer questions. And take pictures. And too. take pictures, yes. <laughs> of course. We have some. I mean, you want to have awesome proof picture. that you were there and yes. that you were flying in yes. the air. Defied gravity for <laughs> yeah, the day. Exactly. Yes. Yes. It is such a cool thing. Like going back to that circus concept, you feel like you are part of Cirque du Soleil. Like all the stuff yes. that you see on stage, you're like, oh my gosh, I am in the I air. I was a part of that, yeah. Have you ever seen Cirque du Soleil? I... Or like some kind of circus, like yes. acrobatic stuff? Yes, I have. Did you ever think you would be doing stuff like Absolutely that? Absolutely not. I, I mean, if I told, you know, 15, 16-year-old me, even 12-year-old me that went to the circus and saw those things, that I'd be a part of it, I would, I would be astonished. <laughs> yeah, what is your level now with all of this stuff? Well, I mean, I obviously I teach now. Right. Uh, and I do perform on the side as well. You do? So, yep. So, I'll, so now I am at the point... I call it, I've unlocked the achievement where I can do performances now. Yeah. I confidently do that and represent the studio in a very positive way because you do, you build up strength and that makes you, you know, better at the aerial, which then in turn helps bring other opportunities your way. So Mm -hmm. I absolutely love teaching at the studio. I love doing the stuff on the side for performing. 
It's pretty fantastic. Yeah, where do you perform? So we'll do things for parties. Um, sometimes the aviary will do street events where we'll set up our rig. Bastille Days was one of them, yeah. for an example. And we'll perform all day long. Oh my gosh. And so we'll rotate instructors, obviously, because you can't physically do that all day. Right. A couple hours you can, you know. Is the max. Yeah. Yes, yes. We used to do JJ Hill Days in Wayzata. Okay. Yeah. So this is all through the aviary mm-hmm. that you're doing the performances. Mm-hmm. How do you hook up your equipment? Like, where does it hang from? So we have a portable rig okay. that we'll use to hook it up. And it definitely takes two people to set it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because how high are you guys going? I think it's 14 feet is the highest point. You can make it higher. We have an, we have an extender where we can extend the rig to even make it higher for the split panel silks. Because if those folks are going to perform on the side and they need to use the rig, then they have that option to be high enough up off the ground. Mm-hmm. But it's been a progression for you, yes. right? Like, you don't just start out at 14 no. feet. No. So talk about that. How did you get to that point? Oh, gosh. So it's funny. I My background, my parents taught people how to skydive. So it kind of oh. like puts a little insight onto yeah. me a little bit with my adrenaline level and what I can handle. <laughs> the funniest thing, though, is I can get on a ladder and I'm terrified. But up in the silk and the hammock, I could be at the top really? of the ceiling and I'm fine. I wonder why that is. I think it's a control thing because I know my own body and my grip strength and how I can hang on. I know I'm not going to do something up at the top of the fabric by the ceiling that's dangerous for me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to know what I'm doing. I'm going to know where my foot's going to go or my arm or my, you know, I have that knowledge. Yeah. And I think where, if I get up on a ladder, who knows what the ladder's thinking. (laughs) Could shake, (laughs) could break. I don't know, you know. So I'm afraid of heights in that aspect, but getting up to that point, right off the bat, in intro, we have people stand up in the hammock, and that will immediately alert someone's attention to whether they're afraid of heights or not, Mm -hmm. because the hammock is already, it's already at your waist level or just below it. Okay. So you're stepping on that and then standing up from there, so now you're eight feet above the ground. Right. Just about, right? So you are already that much taller, and that's where people start. They start with aerials up in the hammock, standing where their feet are relatively close to the ground, their head is higher, and then you work up to the aerials that get your feet up over your head. When you're practicing tricks and things like that, and the higher you get up, do you have a mat? Or we have a, a yes, we have a great crash mat. <laughs> and we have this no, rule. You know you're not going to break your neck. Right. Well, we have a rule at the studio to just always grab another instructor to arrange for trying new things mm-hmm. because you don't ever want to be alone right. trying new things. Do you have equipment in your house mm-hmm. so you can practice? I do. So I own two liras and I own a hammock. I was able to put a support beam in the garage because... I remember someone telling me, oh, just use the... It wasn't anyone at the studio. They're like, oh, just use the trusses. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that holds the roof on. <laughs> Not me. Yeah, right. But the roof. So I practice safely in the garage. I also have a crash mat that I okay. use at the house. Good. I just... Safety is big, right? Because mm-hmm. your gear can be replaced. All that can be replaced, but you can't. So right. be safe. For sure. When you started going to the aviary as a student, did you go by yourself? I did. I'm an introverted extrovert or extroverted <laughs> introvert, however that works, where I will just force myself to go do something if I'm interested in it because yeah. the worst that's going to happen is, you know, I go home and then the best <laughs> is I make friends and I have a really good time. So yeah. I went alone and that's where that whole community piece came in. There are people that you're in class with, you don't know their name, Mm -hmm. you're making eye contact with them, you're sweating, Mm -hmm. you don't know how it's going to go for the next 30 seconds. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) You know, so you start to build friendships, and 
like I said, it, the instructor will greet you when you get to class. Other students are going to probably greet you when you get into class. Yeah. They're just going to start talking to you. So it's a really welcoming environment. So as a student, it was the best thing because it was an opportunity for me to meet people. I will say I felt that way firsthand as well. Okay, My good. first time going to the aviary because I'd never done aerial fitness, period. And I went with a girlfriend and we had a blast. That's the awesome. music was great. The teacher had high energy. And I felt that way every time that I've gone there. That's so good. that's another reason why I wanted to have this interview because I do highly recommend it for anybody that just wants to try something new and yes. fun. Okay, so as an instructor now, what's your perspective and has it changed on what this feels and looks like? Right, so I, as an instructor, the thing that's changed the most is my perception of the exercises. As a student, mm. I thought, whew, man, that was really rough today. <laughs> that's exactly what I wanted. So yeah. I'm a unique student, and I was a unique mm. student in the fact that I really, really wanted to work hard. And as a student, anybody can work as hard as they want or as little as they want. The instructor's not going to make them work harder. I mean, mm-hmm. we'll encourage you throughout the process. Uh, They're to, not like to, standing to by yourself. you. yourself, yeah. Right. I mean, we'll walk around and, you know, make comments about keep it together, hold it, you know, yeah. find a focal point, something like that. But as, you know, as the instructor, I often get told that my classes are challenging and I oftentimes try to, I think that they're too easy. Oh. So once you... Once you get to that point of working out so much on a daily basis, just Mm -hmm. to practice, to train, your body does adapt. It becomes a very efficient machine at doing the things that you do every day. Mm -hmm. And I know my students aren't there. So I teach a lot of classes that are beginner oriented. And it reminds me that let's get back to the basic muscle groups and let's work on those, get some muscle memory going. So the perspective has changed a little bit, but I am fully aware that what I do every single day is not what my students do every day. So yeah. I have to make it fun for them. I make it so that their body can understand it. And I say body can understand it because you know personally probably once you were in the hammock and off the ground, your left and your right and where you needed to be, like immediately just become you disoriented. Just drew a blank, yeah. Right? Like you can watch the instructor, you know exactly what body part to move and where, and then you get in the hammock and you're like <laughs> Am I doing this right? Maybe. <laughs> I missed something. You right. know, so it's just one of those things where if I can help people feel confident of where their body is in the hammock, mm-hmm. then everything else comes easier. So that's just how my how the perspective changed. Because I'd basically just pretend that I'm the student still and I'm still learning. That's good. And it's hard to keep that in perspective yes. sometimes. Yes. You know, I'll te- my students are always very open to trying new things and... I try to walk them through uh, my Tuesday classes. So if you're a beginner and you take your intro class, the best class to take after that at the studio is Aerial 101. Okay. It takes two to three aerials, breaks them down into their basic components, and then the goal is to get through the first two in that 50 minutes. If this, if the class is progressing relatively well, then they try the harder one. Okay. And so it's it's all designed to help the body remember what it's doing. In different shapes. So we have a lot of shapes where your leg will come through the fabric or it'll come around, but your body's still making like this big like triangle shape, almost like a protractor if you think it like that with your feet. Right. right? Yeah. So you have one one stable, one moving. Mm-hmm. And that happens a lot. And so that is one of those things that we try to help students through. Another thing is transitions. If they want to take the harder classes, they have to learn how do I get from this aerial to this one? Mm-hmm. And how do I transition and try to make it look as smooth as possible. Right. But I always tell people, I said, perfection is never required right. in any of my classes. The point is just that you try. Yeah. So. And you can tell them, too, from personal experience. It takes a while to get to it, that level of, like, fluidity. It takes you know? a long time. It does. And just the biggest thing is being patient with yourself as a student. 
and just to know that your body, it will do it eventually. Just give it time. Don't get frustrated. And don't ever look to the person to your left and right. Yeah, compare. Right. Mm-hmm. Because they're where it's they're It's hard not at. to, but. It, it's really, really hard, right? <laughs> so I remind students all the time. I'm like, just wherever, if someone else next to you got it and you didn't today, that just means you, did, you didn't get it today. Right. Just get it tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Get it next time. Mm-hmm. In the classes that I've taken, it has been all women. Have you seen males in your classes? Yes. Okay. So they're slowly starting to trickle in, which I think is fantastic. Awesome. Because as instructors, we'll still teach them how to get in and out of it safely, right? Yeah. Where the hammock crisscrosses between your legs, we have to make note that that hurts equally for men and women, mm-hmm. and we have to mind that. And there's just sensitive parts of our body that we have to be able to help people get through or change their form a little bit so it's more comfortable for them. So it applies to all. Aerial fitness is new, right? And oftentimes aerial fitness seems to be like a side thing to the regular gym routine, Mm -hmm. where in fact your muscle that you develop can be just as, I guess, if if men are looking for size in their muscle structure, they're going to obtain the same results at the studio as if Hmm. they were at the gym. Because if you think about it, your body weight is enough. So if you weigh 230 yeah. pounds, you're lifting that all day. You're lifting that for an hour a day, say even even if it's three times a week or even two times a week at the studio, the definition of muscle structure is significant. Yeah. So it's just one of those things where people don't realize that it, it is really a way to get muscle definition and improve your metabolism and, and all of that. Yeah. I was surprised when you said it's 10 minutes of fitness if I, or of cardio. Is that what you said? Well, it's you like have your 10, 10 minutes of fitness of... and then you have your aerial. It's it's deceiving because the aerials also work. That's that's why I was surprised because I'm like, I feel like from about, I don't know, eight minutes in till the end, I was sweating. So you do well, get goes, a workout. You do because it goes back and forth, right? So you have your 10 minutes of um, fitness and you have an aerial, then you have more fitness. Mm-hmm. And usually as instructors, we're like, oh, we have more fun in store. Come on down. <laughs> get your feet on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> we have to work, you know, our abs or our legs. There's lunges. There's push-ups. I mean, there are a lot of ways that you can Burpees. incorporate. <laughs> Everyone's favorite, right? <laughs> so, yeah, you can definitely get a workout in this. Yeah. What have you noticed physically changes in your body? I don't pay attention to food anymore. I can't get enough. That's one of the things. Really? Oh, it must be nice. Yeah, it's, it's a meat side effect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going every day. Yeah. 10 to 12 classes right. a week. So Got I it. think as a, well, even as a student, I've always been strong. I was in the military, but that was, it was different type of muscle structure, right? Because that was just from pull-ups. That was just from static weights. And then coming to the aviary, it was maybe six months in that my arms, I couldn't fit in my suit coats. I couldn't just so, ripping out biceps. Just, yes, yeah, just oh your my arms. Gosh. And the thing of it is, though, I I would still try to focus on my legs and my abs to help me through a lot of aerials versus my arms, but it just it just happens. Right? Wow. And as far as your abdomen and your core strength, that is one of those things that changes too. What I notice the most is that you know how we sit, our lower backs get kind of compressed, and then our heads are forward. Mm-hmm. But being upside down and being inverted. <laughs> gotta, I gotta straighten up here, guys. Okay, now I'm as straight as a pole. I, I know we're both. <laughs> uh, but as being at the studio, having your spine and your bones be turned upside down and having the gravity change, mm-hmm. it stretches everything out. So that was one of the biggest things I noticed, like neck pain and back pain. Now, I, I can't confirm it because I'm not a doctor, but right. I can just say from my own experience, I gained flexibility, which is extremely helpful for, you know, sore bones in general, right? Mm-hmm. And having that opportunity to be upside down helped to, for me, elongate my spine and 
kind of relieve headaches, different things like that. So I had less pain working out at the studio than if I was at a gym. So at a gym, you're, so st- you're still static. Typically, you don't have anyone helping you with your form. Mm-hmm. Whereas at the studio, you have someone always there looking Supporting at your form, you. making sure yeah. that you're in the right form, that you're doing things correctly so that you're taking care of your body versus harming your body. Mm-hmm. And so that, that for me was the biggest aspect of it was that my body felt better and it looked better as a side effect. 100%. Who wouldn't want that? Yeah. Do you get a lot of dancers or people that have done yoga and Pilates that have that kind of dance physique? We have a few and we can tell who they are in our intro class by how they point point their toes Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, or they have a better we call it the pancake split we can tell because they can get their legs out nice and wide and the legs Mm -hmm. are pointed without bending their knees yeah and that muscle memory comes back from dancers uh yogi is the same thing they can reach behind (laughs) themselves as as i'm trying to reach is that the foot behind the head oh my gosh so they'll be able to grab their foot uh in uh, what we call chandelier so you probably tried that one Probably. Well, I definitely end. didn't get you my foot. <laughs> there I, was none of that unless I blacked out. You can reach out. for it. Right. <laughs> yeah, you can try. You can yeah. try. So yeah, um, usually that's what I can when I can tell if they've had that background, and I'll ask them. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. This is just like you know gymnastics or dancing or yoga. So can you do the splits? I can. Did you, were I, you able to do them before this? No. What time frame do you think that was between like this angle, forty five <laughs> degrees to a full one eighty? Full split. So I, I'll be honest with you, even as an instructor, I can't do a full center split. I can do what we call a square split where you have one leg in front, one leg behind. Mm-hmm. So that I can do. That took me probably about 10 months to get. And it was only because, for me, I think it was A, partially I sat at a desk for my day job mm-hmm. as a student all the time. So your hip flexors get Hips real are tight. tight. Yep. And then additionally, I focused on the strength aspect of it. Versus the stretching aspect, right? So our fitness classes, if you don't stay for a stretch, because typically we'll have that after, mm-hmm. um, or if you don't take the stretch classes, it's it's harder to, to advance in your stretches. I tell students I rocked a 90 degree angle for the longest time, and so can they. <laughs> in the right picture, it will look. <laughs> looks just fine. <laughs> it looks just fine. So the center splits, I'm probably four inches away still from the floor. Whereas, right, I was a pretty solid 45 degree angle. Yeah. Just That's so interesting that you started. mentioned, you know, sitting at a desk and how that tightens your hips because mm-hmm. there's so much truth to that. And then you don't realize it until you try something like this and you're like, whoa, I need to maybe stretch a lot more than I have. Yeah, because I mean, just from just the whole aspect of mobility uh, as a human being, the less mobility we have, the higher chance we have for injury. So if you think about someone that's in shape and they have a good muscular structure and they take a minor fall, that probably won't hurt them in the long run. Mm-hmm. It'll be minor. Or versus someone that doesn't move a whole lot and they don't have a lot of mobility. Okay. Misconceptions about aerial fitness or the aviary, what mm-hmm. what have you heard? I think the biggest thing is that I can do as many aerials as I want without the strength piece. And I have my own personal story for that. Uh, when I was doing aerials down in St. Louis, when I discovered it as a student there, I spent two and a half years working on the apparatuses and didn't get anywhere near the level of skill that I did at the aviary in six months as a student. Wow. And I, the only difference in the two was the fitness. Hmm. And so for me, just looking at things side by side, looking from a comparison, Mm -hmm. the fitness had to have been it. The stronger that you can be, the better your aerial is going to look and the better the form 
form you're going to have. So the studio is not just an aerial studio. We want to stay focused on that fitness piece so that you can become strong. You can do all those things. There's a lot of things that require you having to get your butt over your head. And there's really only one way to do it. (laughs) Right? So, and obviously, you know, we don't expect our students to run away and join the circus. The whole goal is for them to have fun. Uh, But if you think about it, if you have a fun way to be fit, you're going to keep exercising for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whether that's with us or with something else, you'll be better equipped to do other things. And so we're not just a sole aerial studio. We'll do workshops and things like that that focus on that where Mm -hmm. we don't do the fitness piece. Um, But primarily Sunday through Saturday, we're doing fitness classes to keep people strong. If you'd like to learn more about Jesse's diet and nutrition regimen, stay tuned to the very end of the podcast for an outtake that I found very helpful. Let me go back to to aerial fitness. I'm yeah. sorry, we kind of no, got that's off, okay. I have off one track. Thing to yeah, say oh, too. go ahead. I, yeah, I didn't want. I forgot to answer because I I'm not in that boat. Misconceptions about yeah. the studio. Mm-hmm. You do not have to be in shape. That's another. Okay, one. you don't have to be that's in shape good. to come. People worry about that all the time. You don't have to be in shape to come to the studio. We will help you get there. Cause well, and even even if you're concerned about, like, am I going to be able to keep up or whatever, there's always a break in between each move. So it's kind of like a step-by-step process. It's not a race. You're not timed, you know? Right, right exactly. And we have different series that we offer at both studios that if intro was still too much for you, we will break that down into a four-week class. So you have... Cool. It's, it's fantastic. So it takes intro, breaks it down into four different classes, and gets people really, you know, used to, okay, this is what it's like having feet off the ground, because people may discover that they have, you know, dizzy problems, just even being as still as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's... We are huge at the studio about promoting strength, and not, like, strength is beauty versus... <laughs> You have to be like this beautiful person to come right. here. Right. <laughs> and no, we don't care if your your toenails aren't done. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're wearing a athletic outfit head to toe. Right. Yeah, no, none yeah. of that. So yeah. and those are some of the things that I, I've heard before. We're like, well, I can never do that. I don't think that's that's for me. You mentioned um, people getting dizzy sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I want to touch on that. So what are some of the tricks that you've learned that you could share for vertigo or nausea? Because you can, if you're inverted, you can definitely feel that. Right. Vertigo, for me, the, the dizziness, the nausea part of it is when you eat. So blood sugar, really? blood sugar has a huge role in that. So my morning classes... I typically don't add any spin when I'm showing aerials. I It's very minimal. Typically, I keep my morning classes upright in their aerials also, hmm. uh, just because I know, A, have they probably have not eaten before class, and they've been yeah. fasting all night. So it's really not a good idea to spin around a whole lot or be upside down a whole lot for my morning classes. Now, my evening classes, and when I if people are planning on taking more classes after intro, I let them know that, you know, that hour window before class, try not to eat a whole lot. The hour number two, that's that's the winning hour. Okay. Because now it's in your system, it's in your bloodstream, that food is ready to go, and your body can access it during class. Uh, if people are nauseous, I for me, I always keep ginger uh, hard candies, and I keep Dramamine, you know, motion sickness medicine have in you, my purse at all Have times. you had to use them for anybody? Well, I've had to use them for, my, for, for myself and for students. If I'm teaching a lot of classes in a row and I don't have the opportunity to replenish my blood sugar stores and to have a snack, I will rely on that to help keep me from getting So you will take something before you teach, or is it during or after? It's usually during. So if I'm teaching four classes in a row, 
Uh, it's usually actually class number two. <laughs> Four classes in a row. <laughs> it's usually class number two that I, I'll have a power bar. Yeah, and, I, I and I'll understand. take some medicine. I also carry peppermint in my purse because that's something that helps with nausea as well. You can just kind of put it under your nose or just put it by your temples, and that will help. If I'm demonstrating, I always emphasize I'm spinning so you can see all my angles. Mm-hmm. You're not obligated to spin whatsoever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we teach people how to stop themselves from spinning because that's a really, it's a big deal. People learn real quick that if they're wide in something and then they come into something narrow, like having their legs out in Mermaid, coming up to standing, that their spin will greatly increase because <laughs> now they're closer to that that pendulum point and so we teach them how to slow it down by maybe sticking out a toe and you know just <laughs> just one big toe to yeah, stop yeah. just get your whole leg out there slow yourself down or just yeah. come down and start over again so you've mentioned a few moves now so mm-hmm. which of these is your favorite and uh what are, what are you hearing is like the common favorite in some of these classes I mean, my favorite, it is the simplest shape, and it's so pretty. It's mermaid. I actually love mermaid. So mermaid is where one leg is in the hammock, and you are horizontal. So you have one hand hanging on to the hammock, Mm -hmm. one leg inside, toe-pointed, and then the other hand is outstretched. And then your other foot, you can bring your toe to your knee, and it just looks really, really pretty. You feel like a goddess. You do. You feel Or God. You feel so, yeah. You feel so (laughs) strong, because you're forced to bring your chest through. Mm-hmm. And I think you, the whole chest thing is a confidence builder. If you bring your chest through, it like opens up your heart. And yes. Makes, for whatever reason. It's, it's like the Wonder Woman stance. It's, a, it's an innate thing, I think, in human nature that once we are, our chest is through, our shoulders are back, we're strong yep. in a position that all muscles are flexed comfortably, we feel powerful. So that's my favorite move. A lot of people really like, it's a version of sumo, which you're up one level. Okay. It's, and it, it still requires it, one leg in front, one leg behind. Uh, and then you can arch your back to the other fabric. So again, it's just any, I think any aerial where anyone's opening their chest up is yeah. where I think that, that their favorite is. Um, so the chandelier Feeling one that I mentioned to you before, mm-hmm. you're, you're hanging upside down, you have to reach for your back foot. Yeah. Again, your chest is out and you're reaching for your foot and you're, you're putting pressure on your hand. It's a good, strong pose. Yeah. There's some people that really like Warrior. Warrior looks really, really awesome. You're basically lunging off to one side in the hammock, and your arms just look great. So it's basically anything that makes people feel confident and powerful. Yes, and there's a lot of aerials that do that. (laughs) (laughs) Events coming up. Do you guys have anything fun that you want to talk about? Yes. So events that we have coming up uh, just in uh, September, it's really, really exciting. All of our Lyra apparatus stuff that we do is always at our Minnetonka studio. Okay. And we are gathering up all the Lyras. We have seven of them and the mats and everything, and we're hauling them to the Minneapolis studio. So all of September is Lyra month. Because sometimes, I mean, just with traffic, I'm sure you, you know, just from the cities to get to Minnetonka is maybe not yeah. realistic. So all those folks that primarily go to the Minneapolis studio, the Northeast they are going to get to have a treat and do Lyra all month long. That's awesome. Uh, we also are doing, it's, you'll have to check the page, we're going to be doing in October different fitness challenges as well. Just kind of like it's that unlock and achievement kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, we well, also... What's an example of a challenge? An example is like a pullover. So from okay. seated on the ground, you would use your strength by hanging on, you know, left hand on left side of the fabric, right hand on right. 
and lifting your feet nice and straight up through the center and then landing up on your hips. No momentum. <laughs> sounds intense. Okay. It is super slow. It's usually like pull-ups or something yeah. arm strength related, usually. Um, additionally, in October, we have a bunch of students starting to train again for a showcase. We're going to be doing a showcase of our students' art, I guess, and their skill level. It's either going to be the end of November or that first part of December. They're going to train for six weeks long in the hammock, so the just the normal yep. apparatus the that we loop. use, the lira, which is the hoop, and then we have the split panel silks now. So they are going to perform on those as well. So they oh have gosh. six weeks of training to sign up. And then perform it to their family and the public. Our last, so where did, where's the performance? Our last one that we just did was at Udipal's Brewing. Okay, yeah. Which they are so accommodating. It's so awesome. They they were full. They were packed. There was standing room only at our last performance. Oh my and that gosh. was just a few weeks ago. The skill and the talent level of our students, it just, it blows our minds every single time. They get six weeks to practice and mm-hmm. then they do it live. Mm-hmm. Was this the first time that you have offered that for the students? No. So that's okay. actually been offered. It was offered for the first time in 2017. Okay. Yep. And yep. It, is it popular? It's very popular. So the spots fill up really, really fast. Okay. Um, and sometimes there's a waiting list. I mean, it does cost a lot more because you are not a lot more. It costs a different <laughs> amount. It costs a lot more in time and effort. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the time so investment. It, it, it really, really is because you are spending, you know, an hour and a half training, you know, every week. Yeah. And then also during the week, you're trying to get training in with other classes and then free time that we ha- we call it play, mm-hmm. where you have the upper, you sign a little waiver and you get your apparatus. And <laughs> Safety you, first. And you, yep. And you practice. Right. So that's a really, really big event. That is really big for us because then people get to see that this is, this is the end result of a lot of hard work. Mm-hmm. And our students just started out as brand new people, just like everybody else. What do you get out of this? Mentally, because we've talked a lot about the physical part mm-hmm. of it. Mentally, for me, it's like I said, it's my favorite thing. And even just growing up and then being in the military and then training on my own, I could never have a workout buddy as much as I thought. If there's something to say about that compa- companionship and camaraderie mm-hmm. in a group fitness in a setting, group fitness yeah. setting, right? So uh, most people, when they do their fitness, they they just want to go to the gym, they just want to be alone. But then they find that when they're at our studio, it's really awesome because everyone is there encouraging you not only the instructor it's the environment itself is so welcoming imperfections are appreciated you know Mm -hmm. you know so all that all that is very welcoming and so for me mentally it's it's my favorite place to be it's a place where I get to be happy I get to be me I get to put pull up my marine side a little bit when I'm you know training people and (laughs) Students say, you know, they'll make noises or make faces at me. And you're like, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. Exactly. I'm like, that's Get down perfect. and do it again, though. You know, I'm like, we only have 10 seconds. I'm like, whatever, Jesse. <laughs> but no, it's, I, I get a lot of enjoyment out of it. It doesn't feel like a job. So not only do I have workout buddies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I also get to be a part of their fitness journey and help them out, which is awesome. Yeah, it sounds like something you're really passionate about. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool to see. Anything else that you want to add before we yeah. sign off? Uh, so I know you had a question. I only kind of touched on it as far as progression of classes. Yeah. Like what do we do next, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So uh, once you take your intro class and you think, gosh, this is, I would love to do more of this. We offer a, a reduced rate one month unlimited, which allows our students to try all the classes, right? And the studios, because they might have a really good connection with a few instructors, maybe not some other ones because mm-hmm. we're all different. 
Uh, but then the next steps from there is that Aerial 101 class. Okay. Or if intro was just too much, but you still want to give it a go, we have that four-week Aerial Fitness for Beginners. So it takes that intro class and breaks it down into four different classes. Uh, from there, instructors are really, really good. As long as you ask them and say, hey, because we'll be able to see what your level is just by walking around the room, right? Mm-hmm. We'll be able to say, hey, you know, if you wanted to try Fly Fit now and move past just the 101 stage, these are the instructors that teach in this way and we think you'd be great with them. So have no fear, right? So we're always encouraging our fellow instructors as well mm-hmm. by encouraging students to try them out. Say, hey, try them out. It might be a really, really good fit. You're going to love it. Yeah. It's that open door thing where students can always ask us questions. And once people start to feel confident, they can start taking intermediate classes. They can start taking workshops. Or they can just stay at just the regular fitness level because it's what they love to do. Yeah. If they find one instructor or two instructors they like yeah. and just stick with them, that's totally All the okay. students are with Jesse. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> I saw on your website that you guys are offering a wellness retreat in Nicaragua. Yes. Okay, talk about that. Okay, so that's an opportunity for instructors and students. That is awesome. To go to a really, really fun place for vacation. And bonus, you get to do aerials while you're there. Yeah. So you'll have professional aerials that this is all they do, right? And they're going to teach you cool tricks. Are you going on the trip? I am not going on the trip. (laughs) What the heck? I know. But um, a handful of our instructors are going to the retreat, and they have a blast. So they've done this before? They've done this before, yes. And then obviously bring, you know, your favorite suit to get your sunset pictures, to get your silhouette, (laughs) you know, on the beach. Of course. (laughs) You have to. Well, thank you so much for being here and allowing us to explore aerial fitness. Again, super enjoyable exercise and just a fun time. Even if you're not looking for a workout, just to go and try something new. I hope everyone gives the Iberia a try. It's such a blast. See you there. Okay, sounds good. See you there. Thank you, Jesse. You're welcome. I know you do a lot of classes now, but are there other things that you do outside of those classes to support your fitness and I health? I, I walk the dogs. <laughs> oh boy. And then I, I focus on a really healthy diet as well. I stay away from processed foods. Mm-hmm. And just for me personally, I stay away from foods that cause inflammation. Ooh, have you read The Plant Paradox? Oh, I have not. Oh man, I could I I could not be a vegetarian or a vegan. I I have celiac disease, so okay. there's there's a lot of restrictions there. But mm-hmm. I think for my grandma has preached this her whole life, and she's 82, and she's still healthy and does yeah. Things. It's everything in moderation, right? Just don't go overboard on on one thing. Just know that you have to get fresh fruit and vegetables in your diet. Yeah, and drink water. Lots and of reduced water. alcohol. You know, just yep. those, all those things. Bummer. Already, already know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what, what does a typical day look like for you for eating? Oh, sure. Uh, typical day for me, um, my sister teases me and tells me it's smoothies and chips. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> smoothies and chips. <laughs> Balance, <not>. people. <laughs> um, I always have egg whites uh, every day. So I don't eat the yolk just because I'm 30 and high cholesterol and all that good stuff is in my uh, genes. Uh, so I eat egg whites every day. I always have spinach in my smoothies with with fruit. Yes. I don't add any sugar, but I'll have the regular sugar uh, that comes with the fruit that's in there. I mm-hmm. drink almond milk with my smoothies and uh, sometimes I'll spice it up with like flax milk or something. Ooh, Ooh really spicing milk. it up. Oh, right. <laughs> She's like, it's Friday, uh, flax. Yeah, <laughs> uh, 
I actually don't eat a lot of salads uh, because for me, I need the calories. Mm-hmm. So that's something that's very different. I will buy the gluten-free, your lentil pasta. So Ooh. it's the pasta noodles that are made from either beans or lentils. And I'll usually boil them in their separate pots, put them together. And then I will put like pepper. I'll do like a cold salad. I'll put peppers in there. I'll put black beans. I'll put chicken in there. Yeah. Um, and like some Parmesan. And that's a really, really good lunch for me. Mm-hmm. I always have nuts on hand. So I snack on almonds and cashews. Additionally, I will try to it's like I try to pick a different vegetable a week, whether it's like zucchini or uh, cucumber, uh, the peppers. Like I said, I'm I'm still trying to branch out and eat more veggies. We prim- we pretty much always have like a lean meat with our dinner. Okay, and we'll do like chicken or turkey. Uh, every now and then we'll do steak, but then half of our plate, it's, it's, we really do like, we load it up with vegetables like green beans or asparagus. I mean, but yes, I do enjoy my chips every now and then, like on the weekend, if we're watching movies or playing video games together, Yeah, we do that because I'm not, I'm not going to deny myself it because I don't eat the whole bag. Well, plus, like you said, you need the calories. So I if do, your body is right. craving it, then go for it, you know? But I definitely do feel a difference, right? So if I, and that's another reason why I don't drink a whole lot is because I have, I have to be able to perform for my students. I have to be able to be there and be present. For me, I would rather feel good when I woke up the next morning anyway. or just even throughout the day also than to feel crummy. And there's a big difference. I notice a difference when I eat food that's not that great. Even though it's gluten-free, it doesn't matter if it's chips or gluten-free cookies or, you know, just ice cream, all that kind of stuff. I notice a big difference. My body gets drugged down. 